Oh, I told you it's going to be a good one. So we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Because I can't sit down, I, got, I want to run right now. So <laughs> our goal today, our goal today is for you to get to know the Holy Spirit. He's real. There's a testimony right there. All these people shouting, no, you're not. That, that's a testimony. There's testimonies all over this room. And whatever's hindering you from being filled up with the Holy Spirit, is it worth it? What's hindering you to being filled up with God? What does your little titty-tat sin or whatever you want to call or whatever issue that you don't know what they did to me, is that worth eternity? Is it, what does it matter in the light of eternity? Do you think you'll even remember what you're upset about in heaven? No. Get over it. We're going to heaven. Amen. Come Praise on. Yes. Now, now the, the reason the Holy Spirit came is because, and the reason God didn't just suck you off the planet when you got saved, He needs you and you and me to be lights and witnesses in the earth. To bring deliverance, to bring freedom, to bring salvation, and to bring the power of God. The Holy Spirit was sent to empower us to be a witness. Well, I don't know about You're not in the Holy Spirit when, you, when you're a little mouse. I can't say that, Pastor Brett. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. God can change you completely and totally. Absolutely. And so He does a work. And I want to say this. The Holy Spirit's a person. God's a person. Jesus is a person. The Holy Spirit's a person. He's not some mystical thing. No. He's a person. Because He can be grieved. He can be upset. He can be quenched. Grievings when you do something wrong, he'll, he'll be grieving and you'll go, oh, I'm sorry, repent. And now he's good. To quench is to know to do good and not to do it. You just sit there like a frog on a log. When God wants you to do something, quit quenching him. Okay? The Holy Spirit was sent. So, so just as we dive into this, let's just get it. The Father's on the throne in heaven. Y'all with me? Jesus is seated at his right hand. The Holy Spirit is the God in the earth. He's the power. In Genesis 1, 1 and 2, and the Spirit of God hovers upon the waters waiting on God to say something. The Holy Spirit's the creative Spirit of God. God says the Holy Spirit creates. You going to let Him create some stuff in you today? Hallelujah. Oh, boy. So let's just get ready. You know, in the Old Testament, they rested on and off. The Holy Spirit came on them, came off of them. In the New Testament... Guess what? We're New Testament people. He lives on the inside of us. You have been baptized. If you're saved, the Holy Spirit baptized you into Jesus, baptized you in the body of Christ. You have the Holy Spirit, Christian, but there's another work. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit. So let's talk about number one. Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit. We know that. And I'm going to read this scripture for you. John 1, uh, 32 verse 32 and John bore witness saying I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and he remained upon him I did not know him but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me upon whom you see the spirit descending and remaining on him this is he who baptized with the Holy Spirit and I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. You know, Jesus did not one miracle, not one, 
uh, he did everything as a man when he did, but he did not one miracle until this happened, until John baptized him in the water, until the Holy Spirit came up on him, and then he did begin his miracle-working power, and that's what we do as well. It is the power upon you to do what God has called you to do. And his first miracle, of course, was turning the wine into water, but he did none of that until, until the Holy Spirit came upon him. So if he needed that, to begin a miracle life, and God knew that, how much do we need it in our life today and down the road as we go to, to uh, perform what God has called us to do with the power to do it? It's the same baptism in the Holy Spirit that they and he had that we can have, and it's, it's, a, it's a gift. It's an easy gift, just like salvation. But thank God it's a gift for us all. Praise the Lord. Mm, amen. So, so Jesus, you know, somebody questions that when Jesus was 12, uh, you know, he, he had questions and answers for the Pharisees and the teachers. But, you know, Jesus was born in perfection. That's the only difference between us and Jesus. He was a man and he operated as a man. He said, I'm the son of man to prove that we needed the Holy Spirit, just like she said, and that we need him to walk in this life. Amen. So number two. We're going to camp out on three and four, but number two is Jesus promised us the Holy Spirit. And we have A, B, and C under that. A, salvation is like a well. Remember when Jesus went to the woman at the well, and, and he's talking about getting a drink of water, and she's, you know, and so he said, if you knew the water that I had to drink, you'd ask me for a drink. And she goes, you don't even have a bucket. You don't have a cup. Isn't that how we are? We want to bring it into the natural realm, but we've got, he's talking about salvation. And so in John 14, he says, But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become like a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. He's talking about salvation. When you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you like a well. And you can drink from that water, and you can drink the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, meekness, faithfulness, all the nine. That's a well on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit brings the, person, uh, the personalities of God on the inside of you. Can you hear me? Okay. And so, so salvation is like a well. Miss Shirley's going to do B. Well, you know, you three baptisms there. Like he said, the well of salvation you're baptized into, baptized into in water, and then in the Holy Spirit as well. So we'll share this scripture in John 7, 38. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers, rivers of living water. He who believes in me, as the Spirit has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the, the Spirit, whom those believed in him would receive. But the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus had not yet come. You know, it was a well, that's salvation. You were drawn by the Holy Spirit to be saved. 
that was the Holy Spirit in a measure, we might say. But this is the river now. There's the infilling of the Holy Spirit, with evidence of speaking in tongues, of course. But the infilling of the Holy Spirit is that river. Did it not say, out of your belly shall flow rivers, rivers, rivers of living water. And so praise God, that's for us. But you know, it's for every one of you here. It's for every one of you here. It just like salvation is for everybody. Well, not everybody will receive it. Everybody won't receive their healing or, or uh, the Holy Spirit. But that doesn't mean it's not for you. And that doesn't mean it's to, to give you the power source to carry on and to hear the Holy Spirit with what to do next in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. You know, they had a big rain out at Jeff's house Thursday night. And the little bitty stream became a river. And he has been filling up the ruts. Water's powerful. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit as a river is powerful. Mm -hmm. It delivers. It sets free. It frees your mind up. And we need the Holy Spirit as a river on the inside of us. Amen? Absolutely. It's different than a well. So C is the helper that abides forever. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will come and live with you forever. Now, Jesus can't be with us forever. And, you know, the Lord years ago gave me an example and we were at Disneyland, and we were in line to ride this ride, and I've got my daughters, and they were way younger then, and, and uh, I look at the sign. We come around the corner and look at the sign, and it said, three hours to the ride. I said, we're not waiting three hours to ride this. We can go ride something else. But the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, if Jesus was still on the earth, how long would it take for you to see him? In 2024, January 20th, 2024, I, I need Jesus now. So he sent the Holy Spirit to live in all of us. You can talk to the Holy Spirit. You can uh, ask the Holy Spirit to, to speak to you, to teach you. And, and he's always pointing to what Jesus said. He's always pointing to what the Word says. He's always pointing. The Holy Spirit points to the Father, never, never to himself. Amen. If, you, if there's something talking about himself, that's not the Holy Spirit. He's talking about Jesus. But we can read in the Word, and we can ask the Holy Spirit to be our teacher, to be our comforter. And that's what, in John 14, 16, and you need, this is the last words of Jesus. John 13, 14, 15, 16 chapters, those chapters is about Jesus. He says many times the Holy Spirit's coming, but I'm just going to read uh, 16 and 17. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So, so don't go ask the, the person checking you out at Walmart about the Holy Spirit. If they're not saved, they don't have a clue. Amen. And you'll right. see all That's the true. stuff on Facebook, and you'll even have religious people that will talk you out of the power of the Holy Spirit. And they'll tell you, well, God doesn't do that today, and God just did that with the apostles. But if you read Acts, everybody in Acts did something by the power of the Holy Spirit. Philip was not an apostle. Ananias was not an apostle. Philip's four daughters that prophesied were not apostles. And all the people, even the Roman centurion was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in other tongues. And all of his household, they weren't apostles. And that, that's, that don't hold water. And if tongues is not for today, how come there's a whole chapter on it? 
Corinthians chapter it's in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14 is a whole chapter on tongues because it gives you guidance and balance. Okay? And listen, you don't have to speak in tongues to go to heaven. Let's go on the other end for a little bit. I'm trying to answer some questions right quick before we dive into some deeper stuff. But you, don't have, you just have to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. But there's more. And even after you get filled, there's more. Because you'll find they were filled again and again. And, again, and the whole place was shaking they were filled so much. Praise the Lord. Yes. So, so let's, let's move forward. Uh, and do number, number three, three. Miss Shirley. The promise of the Holy Spirit was fulfilled at Pentecost. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. That's not, uh, that's not a Honda Accord. <laughs> that's one accord. That's together here. <laughs> in one accord, in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then uh, there, there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You will, you'll clue in on that right there. Uh, you know, um, you have to do the speaking he gives the prompting, and your spirit will, will come the, right in your belly area. You know when you get excited about something or you get some good news about something or something just horrifying happens and you get that word? Uh, you have that right in your belly area. Oh, you know, that, that type feeling thing. Well, that's where the Holy Spirit rests. Your reborn spirit filled with the Holy Spirit in you, and he comes in a greater measure like we said, salvation is the well, but this is the water that pushes you forward, that gives you the power. As Pastor said, you know, you can go to heaven without it. When we pastored, we would tell our folks that we were called into a denominational church for a season, and they did not believe. They thought the Holy Spirit was of the devil, and God said, take it for a season. Well, Bill was a wonderful teacher, and as he just taught on the gifts of the Spirit, just explaining them. Uh, and he said, we'll use a little more time on tongues because it's controversial. Well, they just began to receive it coming and going. And they were so excited when they did because, you know, when the Spirit comes up on you, like he said, you can go to heaven without it, but you can sure live in a lot more victory with it. And that's what we need. And we need it. I tell you what, look at the nation now. We need it. We need it. Every one of us. And, and the nation as well. But you can pray more effectively for your nation, for the president, for those that you come in contact with. If, if you were going to pray for me today, you don't know all that needs to be prayed for. But in tongues, you can pray the perfect will of God every time. And the devil don't even get it. He don't even understand it. But to pray for me in the perfect measure of what I need, praying in the Spirit will make much power available. So that's what we need. That's what we got to go with. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so she just read Acts chapter 2. Y'all heard that? In Acts chapter 1... 
Jesus ascended up into heaven, there was 500 people that watched Jesus do the Superman thing. He flew. But only 120 waited for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. Pente means five. Okay? It was 50 days. And so there was 120 men and women. How do you know, how many know Jesus' mother was in the room? Mm-hmm. Jesus' mother. There was other women there. All the disciples, other people who were followers of Jesus. And they were filled with, they received the Holy Spirit. They poured out into the street and had been declaring the works of God in other people's languages. So you can speak in, in other people's languages. If you speak in tongues, you can speak in a foreign language not known to you. Uh, uh, you can speak in tongue of angels, and you can speak a godly language. Uh, I, I was telling the story Monday night that there were some missionaries told me that they prayed for somebody to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and they were from in Africa, and they spoke Swahili and could not speak nothing else, and they spoke English, giving God praise. And not only did they speak English, they spoke King James English. Thou art worthy, O Lord. You know, they started using the these and the thous. And so, so that, that just shows you that it's real. And it shows you that, that you need to receive because there's power in it. And there's edification in it. So look at the next scripture. In Acts 8, 4. Uh, I want to show you something. And therefore, uh, those went, who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. And Philip, who was one of the deacons, Stephen was a deacon that was stoned. Philip was a deacon, turned evangelist now. He went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. That's why we need miracles. That's why we need to hear testimonies. Because it's a calling card. What God testified through him, he wants to do in some of you. Amen? To testify means he wants to do it again. Woo! And so, so for unclean spirits crying out with a voice, a uh, loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. Salvation always brings great joy. I'm going to jump down to verse 14. It says, Now when the apostles were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word, they sent Peter and John. Man, they sent the power, the power team coming. Here are the apostles coming yeah, now. That's right. They did. <laughs> and who, when they had come, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Hold on that. I'll just remember that. For as yet it had fallen on none of them, they had been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So they got saved. But they come down to give them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They come down to put some power in them and on them. Okay? Now, you know what? People that study the Bible say, well, this doesn't say they spoke in tongues. But let's read. And so, for you not yet following any of them, in verse 17, and he laid hands, and they laid hands on them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. And, and so, this is another Simon the sorcerer. When Simon saw that through the laying on the apostles' uh, hands the Holy Spirit was given... He offered money, saying, Give me this power, also that anyone who I lay hands on might receive the Holy Spirit. You know, I've seen people come and get saved, and I've seen them give their heart to Jesus and cry. I've seen them with great joy, smile, and I've seen them just come down 
I accept Jesus. And turn around and walk back and get, sit down. They got saved. It, it can have nothing to do with your emotions, but it can have everything to do with your emotions. But power was given when the apostles laid hands on them. They magnified God. They shook. They had an, they had an encounter with God. That's what you need is an encounter with God. You see, you see leaders in the church today, and the Bible says in the last days, the very elect of God will walk away. But those leaders aren't being filled or being filled with the Holy Spirit. They're trying to do everything in their own strength, and they, get, they walk away. Well, it ain't working. I'm leaving. Yeah, I know. I'm talking book writers, singers, songwriters, preachers. Doesn't matter. We all have to. We need the power of God. We all need it. And so it sustains us. And so you can read in Acts 10, if you want to write that down, Acts 19. They asked, have you believed since you received? So Miss Shirley's going to do number four. Mm -hmm. But after you read that first scripture, I'm going to ask you a question. All right. There are benefits of the Holy Spirit operating in our lives today. Well, praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 14, 4. He who speaks in tongues edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So, so speaking in tongues edifies yourself. But I wanted to ask you, the reason I asked Miss Shirley to come up here because Miss Shirley's a pillar in our church. Not only is she a pillar in our church, she's a pillar in southwest Virginia. And people yeah. from all over call you for prayer for, and call they, you for... They do. Come they do. For so does that mean you don't have any problems? Absolutely not. We, I have to pray in the Holy Spirit every day. Every that, day. So that's your power source, isn't Yes, it, it is. And, you know, many times I would get up and I'd say, Lord, what do you want me to do today? And maybe I'd know right then, maybe I wouldn't. But when I'd start down the road, he would direct me or he would begin to tell me who I need to go visit or talk to or something I just need to do uh, correcting myself or to send out to others. The Holy Spirit never means you don't have a problem. It means you have the answer to get, come over it. It means the power source is there for deliverance. It means it will minister to you and push you forward in the greater measure that you need to go. Praise the Lord, it does. So that's, that's how you get edified, by praying that's in how, the Spirit. Oh, well, you know, in Jude, which is our last, uh, one of the last scriptures there, but he said, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, it will edify you. That's charge your battery. If you go out here and the battery's dead in your car, you got to get the jumper cables or whatever. It is dead. But he will charge you in your spirit, man, to go forth with power and with the anointing. When you begin to edify yourself by praying in the spirit, then he will take hold with you there. Mm -hmm. And that's where you get your source. It really is. Uh, as we uh, go down and share some more scriptures, I just want to share a testimony. You know, praying in the Holy Spirit. I guess I received the Holy Spirit when Susan was two. My daughter that comes that's got the granddaughter that's so tall. Um, I received it when Susan was two, and she's probably in her 50s now. Uh, I didn't understand it at first, but I was so hungry for it then. And it can be a life-saving, it can save your life, I'm telling you. It really can do that. I know I have two daughters and a son. And when Jeff, my son Jeff, that he's here on security, many years back he was with the state police. And so the Holy Spirit will wake you up to pray. Sometimes you will know what you're praying for. Sometimes you won't know, but you, it just gushes out. You know there's an urgency to pray. 
There's a prayer in praise. There's a prayer in worship. There's the prayer uh, of intercession. And when the Holy Spirit comes up on you with that great urgency, you just got to pray, you just got to pray. A lot of times it's a life-saving thing. So when Jeff was in Northern Virginia many years back with the state police, and I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I thought, i got to pray. i got to pray. But I didn't know when I first got up why I needed to pray. Well, I slipped in the living room, and, and Bill woke up, and he said, Are you okay? And I said, Yes. I said, Then I knew. I said, There's something wrong with Jeff. Something wrong. Uh, six lanes of traffic up there and all of that. So he got up, and we both prayed in tongues. We prayed in tongues. When you have that urgency to pray... Don't quit till that release. Then you just, you just urge it, and then all of a sudden you'll think, oh, everything's going to be okay, you know. So when we had that, we went back to bed, and Jeff called the next morning, and he said, well, you won't believe what happened to me last night. I said, well, I might, <laughs> you know, try me and see. <laughs> but anyway, he had a car stopped on those six lanes, and it was early morning hour, swing shift, and one was coming down the highway, but it was angling right toward them, going right toward them. And he thought, this car's going to hit me. But the Holy Spirit, through prayer, directed him to put his hands on the car in front of him and jump over. And it, it comes so close that it would have killed him, it would have hit him if he hadn't jumped over that car. You see, there's power. I'm telling you, there's power in the Spirit. When you face problems of any kind and you are daily praying in the spirit you can pray the answer before the problem comes then you know what to do when it comes you know always praying in the spirit and allowing and then listen when you sit and pray in the spirit listen up a little bit it's a two-way conversation you know you might not always hear but he might be given a clear uh, direction for your protection for what you need to do, for direction, for healing, for who you got to go minister to. Uh, and so you can get so much. My, most of my leading in, the, in going and ministering to people has been praying in the Spirit first, you know. Praying in the Spirit before you go or praying in the Spirit early in the morning and then He'll direct you on what to do the rest of the day. But it's such a life-saving thing, but it's such an encouragement as well. Uh, you know, when my husband passed away in 208 in a car accident, I had others praying for me because I was given a death sentence with 70 fractures. But because of their prayers, your prayers may reach out to somebody else that's in a death situation. Your prayers, you, and you, don't, you may not even know who you prayed for, but God does. You mm. might pray for somebody in China, and you won't know it till you get to heaven. Mm -hmm. But God knows. He will direct you. And because of that, I came out from a death sentence. And then my husband's gone of 51 years. So God said to me, Shirley, you'll have a moment. You will. You'll have a moment. When holidays come, when you find those love notes or those cards, you'll have a moment. But he said, don't let the moment have you. It is designed to shut you down. Mm -hmm. Well, see, he's my source there praying in the Spirit. Why doesn't the moment when I have one shut me down? Because I go back and remember what he said to me and praying in the Spirit lifts me up and causes me to keep going. And he does the same for he does the same for every one of you. 
and he wants to do that for each one of you. So 1 Corinthians 14, 2, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Well, that goes back to when you don't know how to pray, Pastor. You can mm -hmm. pray those mysteries out. Mm -hmm. It's secrets. It's the secrets that you don't know about, but he does. And you can pray that out, not only for you, for Pastor, for the church, for the days ahead, for the, uh, the political realm of things, you know, because we do have authority in the spirit realm, but we can pray in the spirit. And, you know, it'll take hold together with you, as our next uh, scripture says here. Uh, I love Romans 8, 26, 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our weakness. Our weakness is we don't know how to pray as we ought, you know. I mean, we know how to pray, God bless us and our four and, and some more, but, you know, we don't know how to touch it as we should without the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's your weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. If you look in the literal Greek in that where it says, when you don't know how to pray as you ought, it will say, he will take hold together with you against the problem or bringing in the answer as well. He'll take hold together with you. He is your helper, your comforter, your advocate, your guide. He is all. He's really what we need and all we need. But we need the power of the Holy Spirit. He didn't put that in there just to hold the pages together. He really put that in there for us to partake of it as we partook of salvation, partake of the baptism of the Holy Spirit because that's your power source. I mean, you know, we can struggle through life, but we can get through it more victorious as well. And Jude 20, but, he, but you, beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. We covered that. You edify you. You charge your battery. Smith Wigglesworth that raised 14 people from the dead, they said to him, Smith, how do you do? What do you do? He said, well, I just get up in the mornings and edify myself, and then I go out and edify the people. And he said, how much do you pray? He said, well, about 15 minutes, but I never go 15 minutes that I don't. <laughs> so that's, but you know, that's what, that, that was his answer to raising the dead. And of course, you know, he tells us we can do the same. Mm -hmm and cast out the devils, mm -hmm. and lay hands on the sick. But you got the power source to back it up. You got it to do that with. And so in James, he says, No man can tame the tongue, for it is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. No man can tame the tongue, but the supernatural power of God does tame it. Because when you receive that baptism in the Holy Spirit, your tongue is tamed to speak his blessing, to speak his will, to speak what he's got to say, not, over, not only over your life, but over others as well. And, you know, we just go down now. How do you, I mean, you can minister this because you're called to do so. You're called to, you don't have to be a preacher or uh, a choir leader or a Sunday school teacher or anything else. It's just if a believer that you get yourself charged by receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How do you receive 
the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And how do you minister it to somebody else? Well, you know, I've been so privileged to minister to quite a few that's received that. To God be the glory, not me. I'm just a vessel. But what, it comes up in your spirit here. Now your reborn spirit already has the Holy Spirit in there. When you say to him, Lord, baptize me in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You're not going to ask him something and he's going to say, nope, nope, I'm not going to do that. Or no, that's for this group over here, but it, my, you know, maybe if you all, I don't know. No, it's already paid for just like salvation. The minute you ask him with faith in it to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, he will begin to move down here, right here in your belly area. Right here, right here. And he'll move up, 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 up to your tongue. Not up here where people make the mistake is they're trying to think what to say. It doesn't have anything to do with the mind. It's not a mind thing, it's a spirit thing. And so when you ask him to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, then you begin to yield to him, acknowledge it's working right here, it's working, it's coming right up to your tongue. Now when it gets there, you have that one part to play. The Holy Spirit don't speak in tongues. He gives you the words to do it, and you do the speaking. So when I just minister to somebody to receive it, we just lay hands on you. We ask the Lord to fill you, and then you begin to speak. We might pray in the Spirit with you, and you begin to speak right along with us. Everybody's language may be different. They may receive it differently with joy, with crying, with, with jumping up and down, with whatever, you know. But you will receive it a hundredfold because he, he's faithful. He's faithful. And when he said, be ye filled, be ye filled with the Spirit, to me, that's, he's ordering us to get with it and do that, isn't mm -hmm. he? Mm -hmm. So be ye filled with the Spirit. That's what he wants for us today. So if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. He said to me this morning in prayer, and I don't know if it was for this service or what. He said, I was praying in the Spirit this morning, and he said, when will you believe? When will you believe? When will you believe? Well, today's the day, and the hour's now. So when, when we believe is when we receive. And it's not a feeling. It's not a feeling. Feelings may come. The emotions may come. But you don't receive healing or anything else by feeling. You receive it by faith in Jesus, and then he does his work. He's faithful. So praise God that's for you today. You just get ready if you don't have it. He wants you to have it in mm -hmm. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So she said it's not in your head, it's in your spirit. I know several people that they gathered around to pray for in a coma, and they spoke in tongues because it came out of their spirit. Uh -huh. Amen. And so, so what, we want to, what I want to ask you to get hungry for the deeper things of God. You see, this comes for you wanting it. Oh, yeah. We're not going to. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. Amen. You open the door to the devil, he busts through. You have to. Jesus say, I stand at the door and knock. The Holy Spirit's knocking. Do you want to be filled or not? Are you hungry? So if you, you say, well, I don't know if that's for me, then study it out. Uh -huh. Study it out. Look at it. I had to. I grew up a little Baptist boy. This wasn't taught to me. 
And when my 20s, I'm listening to this being taught, I'm like, is this real, God? If it's real, I want it. I want everything that God has for me. And I want it if it's real. So I got hungry. Now here's where I missed it. As I got on my knees and I said, Lord, fill me up. And I'm waiting on something to hit me like a giant water balloon drop out of heaven on me. Well, that don't work that way. The Holy Spirit's on the inside of you, Christian. And on the inside of me was going, mm, and I'm like, come on, hit me with it, Lord. Just drop it on me. And I'd wait, and, it, mm, and the Holy Spirit's trying to come out of my mouth. And I'm like, come on and drop something on me, Lord. And I was so frustrated because I didn't understand. So frustrated. And some friends of mine, they, they had just been filled with the Spirit, and they were excited about the things of God, too. And they said, what is the matter with you? You act like you're frustrated. I said, I've been, I asked God for the Holy Spirit. I didn't get it. Uh. And they said, let us pray for you. Let us pray with you. First, ones that, first time they ever prayed with anybody. And it came from the inside of me out. Not from the outside in. It's not what you wear. It's the inner man that God wants to fill Amen. up. That's right. It's not how you comb your hair. It's the inner man that God wants to fill up and, and to give power to. It's on the inside. So that's all we're asking. We presented this today. If you're not, you're not a weak Christian, if you don't speak in tongues, we're just saying there's more. Amen. You know what? It's cool to crawl. It's better to walk. It's better to ride a bicycle. It's even greater to drive in a car. And it's even greater to fly in an airplane. My point is there's always more in God. And you need to be seeking and you need to be hungry. But let me do this. It starts with salvation. And we're going to talk to the people who are online right now. And to people here. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that's the first step. That's the most important thing. If you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, you're not getting into heaven. A friend of mine was witnessing and this girl said, oh, I'm going to heaven. He goes, do you know Jesus? She goes, no, I'm not poor. I'm not dirty. I'm not this. And he goes... That's not all the wrong answers. Because that doesn't matter. What matters is if you have asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. And if you're not, you need to get hungry for Him. And today's the day of salvation. And what God did for Josh, He wants to do for everybody, but He wants to start with your salvation. So if you want to get saved today, I want you to bow your heads. Maybe you're at home, bow your head. Do you want to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? If that's you today, will you lift your hand? Say, pray with me, Pastor Brett. I want to get saved. I see a hand. Anybody else? Come on, make it real. You know, we can have assurance. The reason I know I'm saved is I have His Spirit on the inside of me. So let's all pray this together. Say, Father, I believe you sent Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. I believe it, and I receive it. And I will walk in it. I'm saved. I'm a child of God. Why? Because I ask. And he said if I ask, he would give me salvation. Thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless everybody that is watching us today.